Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help with home, life, auto, or business needs. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. This is Donald James of Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth is a not-for-profit mentoring organization providing mentoring services to the children of Hendricks County. We pair mentors ages 16 and older with youth in Hendricks County. Over the past five years, we have been able to impact over 120 children through our mentoring and tutoring programs. Information about becoming a mentor or finding a mentor for a child can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. A podcast of Central Indiana Today is now available on SoundCloud or iTunes. Made possible by Figment 2 McDonald's. Figment 2 McDonald's has locations in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street next to Ben Davis High School. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of WYRZ 98.9 and Community Radio. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome into another edition of Central Indiana Today here on 98.9 WYRZ. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. It's... What is this, Christmas Eve, Eve, Eve? Is that what it is? Yes. And so we decided we were going to celebrate the holiday season, and no one gives me more holiday cheer than the cast of We Are Libertarians. Greg Lenz, Chris Spangle, fellas, how are we? I'm doing well, Rob. How are you, buddy? Hello, Hello, Al-Akbar. How are you? Um, Are we allowed to say that on community radio? Oh, yeah. Merry Christmas. Hello, (laughs) Al-Akbar. Happy Hanukkah. It's, It's no happy holidays. That's right. We don't say happy holidays anymore. Now. We say Merry Christmas. We say whatever we want now. I haven't had this much fun since I went Christmas gift shopping in Berlin. <laughs> okay. See, that was over the line. That's really pushing it, right? <laughs> now, you guys I didn't are, say when. You guys qualify for this show because I have to sometimes bend the rules. It's like when we had Brother Love from the WWF on the other yeah. day. Like, how do we justify having Brother Love on? And it was, well, you wrestled in Indianapolis one time, so share a memory or two. Oh, I mean, you've had Vanessa Richardson on, and I feel like that's the... You know, minimum. Is Vanessa talented? Tell me. Let's give an honest oh, assessment she's here. she's the most talented. Is she really good? Oh, and I thought she did a nice job. From Terre Haute, especially. Yeah. There's nobody from Terre Haute that is more talented. Because uh, I got accused the other day, because Vanessa Richardson is the MC for the uh, 
for the Pacers, and she's also the MC for the Indians. Yeah, right? she's very nice. She's, very nice girl. I thought she did a great job. Um, and speaking of MC for the Indians, you guys are part of a new thing we're doing here. From time to time in the beginning, and then we're going to expand. We're going to go to an hour on the podcast. 30 oh. minutes on air. We're going to an hour Ooh. on the podcast. So after you guys are done, we'll hear from our underwriters on the podcast. And then I'm going to talk with the lovely Shay Smock, who is the former MC for the Indians. Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, an attorney now, right? Uh, or yeah, law she, blogger? She's a, she's a law blogger. She's in law school at IU. Uh, and today we're going to talk about she's really into metal detectors. Is she? Yeah. She collect, she, she, <laughs> she the, a 70-year-old man. That's her the, hobby. At Jupiter, she Florida. She takes metal detectors. I, I've not ever seen her. But I'm guessing she's beautiful. She's uh, she would be a great Mrs. Uh, Spangle. I'm looking for a third ex-wife. So <laughs> who is the second? Uh, that's to be determined. <laughs> oh, I thought I, I thought I missed one. I was anyway, like... when we get done here today, uh, and we'll remind you that you can always head over to SoundCloud and iTunes and hear the extended podcast uh, presented by McDonald's. You download the show right to your smartphone or tablet. There's actually inspired by you guys. That's why we're on SoundCloud and iTunes. I told you a year and a half ago that you needed to have a podcast feed. It's nice that you finally listened yes, to me. Yes, and we got so many listeners. The catering at Central Indiana today is second to none. Exquisite. I, 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 the, the frozen <laughs> strawberry lemonade is not in season now, but in the summertime, you've got to try it. All right, so uh, remind everybody what you guys do. What uh, We are libertarians. Well, jihad. Uh, <laughs> it's a political jihad on the, uh, on the political structure of Indiana and the nation. Uh, we are podcasters, writers, political commentators, uh, we, uh, from a libertarian point of view, uh, and we're independent of even libertarians because we're told all the time how much they hate us. Everyone hates you guys. Everyone hates us, which means you're doing something right. Since the election of Donald Trump, I have been called a Trump lover, Alt-right. a Clinton lover, a, uh, a disgrace to the libertarians, a racist. Pinko liberal commie. A, a you, communist. And you ran the Libertarian Party, right? Uh, from 2008 to 2012, I was the executive director of the state you party. You were part of the most successful libertarian campaign ever. Yeah. Rupert's governor, Andy Horning for Absolutely, Senate. Absolutely, yeah. It was, it was the, as I like to refer to it, the golden age of the <laughs> Libertarian Party. Now And now you, of course, uh, you're big time. You were like me. You got out of the political game, and you're now uh, Tom Griswold's right-hand man at Bob and Tom. That's exactly right. Right, uh, but uh, they will not give me an interview they, with Tom. Well, uh, I have asked three times, but they, they, they like me to not even associate with them. So let's not mention, <laughs> let's not talk about work. Uh, it's it, yeah, it, it is hard. Uh, Greg is more used to not being liked. Uh, I. I uh... I, I decided that I would just stop trying to be a people pleaser earlier this year, and boy, has it sucked. But it is fun. There's, a, there's an adjustment phase. There's an adjustment Yeah, because you were really into being liked. Oh, yeah. And you're quite candid. You went through some counseling about women, this. Yeah, and women loved me. I yeah. was every girl's best friend. Now yeah. women are fleeing from me left and right. Now, Linz, what do you do? So I work in mortgage banking and then marketing. Yeah, but you you contribute to Wall. You have your own thing that you do. You're the memer. You're memer in chief, right? Yeah. You so, guys live off these memes. Like this is what you're kind of known for, right? Yeah, that's sort of how we initially grew without yeah. having to spend any money. Was uh, no one reads news articles, right? It just we, it, it doesn't work. We and, we can sit down and we can and we do frequently at WeLibertarians.com write six to nine hundred word essays and it'll get three hundred views. We have a podcast where we'll do two, th two hours of in-depth political and, and historical information on a subject, and we'll get 4,000 listens, which puts us in the top 20% of podcasts. Right. You share a meme, and it gets 100,000 impressions. 
Right. So it, it really is super effective. Yeah, it was. You know, it's the easiest way. It's the new political cartoon. So yeah, that's yeah. what we really use it for and leverage it. Oh, okay, but you guys qualify for the show. Like we said, we talked about extent. We really have extended the boundaries to get some of these people that I wanted to have on. You know, like I said, we had a wrestler. Oh, you wrestled one time, and you know, in the old Marcus Square Arena, you qualify. You're really selling this to Shane over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're really strict to station management over here, as you can tell. Oh, you're on for an hour tonight. Oh, okay, thanks. Go get those libertarian <laughs> memers. I don't know. He did censor Larry, and Larry was very upset about Larry it. Larry was uh, was very strict. But you guys are from Hendricks County. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Born you're and raised Plainfield. Plainfield High School graduates. Yep. Yes. Uh, so okay, so uh, we Brian have to start Kill. with some sort of local content to fulfill my obligation. <laughs> and I don't know if you guys saw this the other day, but uh, there was a, a study that came out or data that came out on growth mm. in uh, in Indiana. Yeah. And you know what the third fastest growing community in Indiana was? Was it Plainfield? It was not Plainfield. Brownsburg, it Indiana. Was, it was Brownsburg, Indiana. Well, that's clearly because they had a city councilor once who foresaw growth. Yeah. And it was really great. I mean, the taxes. third the third biggest uh, growth in, in Indiana, all of Indiana. I don't know why, because uh, Plainfield is... With all due respect to Brownsburg and to Avon yeah. and Danville, if anybody's ever been there, Plainfield <laughs> is the greatest city in Hendricks County. I love it. I would move there in a second if it were closer to work. But the west side, in totality, if you can't so live in Plainfield— So wait a second. The Plainfield drive to Fall Creek would be too much for it you. It would be too much. Yeah. But especially you know 5 in the morning when it's icy. Right, sure. But— if you can't live in Plainfield, then Brownsburg is a nice alternative. Thank you. And anything yes. is better than the East Side, right, so, guys? Uh, yes, Avon is. I don't. I can't even <laughs> say. Like it used to be. It used to be a strip that was tolerable to drive down, and now it's just. I don't know how you would get to Danville because you could never make it through Avon. You know, we've, when we do football games and stuff, we've got to leave very early. It's incredible, man. Yeah. Like rush hour is it? It is forty-five minutes getting from the exit on four sixty-five to Prestwick Country Club. And I plan to have my cabin where I'll write my manifesto and grow my beard in Amo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, speaking of Amo, we've started uh, my company, Audio Sports Online. We started broadcasting uh, the Cascade High School basketball games this year. We love Cascade. That's oh a my great gosh. school. Oh, Amo Pizza too. Have you ever been to? Pizza. I have I have not spangled, but uh, I have sampled every pizza in all of Hendricks County. That's uh that's surprising. Looking at you, you're very uh you're well, very I'm well healthy. put together. Amo Pizza, I, like <laughs> is Amo an actual municipality? Amo is. Yeah, it's a, it's a yeah. It's got uh, geographical boundaries and uh, rights and uh, maybe even a utility. Or <laughs> does, two. It, does it have a wall? <laughs> it does not have a wall. <laughs> my, I'm not interested in living there. My dad that. lives in Claremont. He loves it. That's great. Or not Claremont. What's the other one? Uh, uh, he doesn't know Cascade. where his father lives. He has a very close relationship with it. It's him. A down 40. It's Coatesville? Coatesville. Yeah, that's where he lives at. The Clayton <laughs> Cafe. He lives in Clayton. Close close relationship with his father. <laughs> the Clayton Cafe. Have you ever been to the Clayton Cafe? Uh, not. <laughs> oh, It's Rob. amazing how much you know about Rob. the western part of uh, the food. In, the food in Clayton. If you're gonna <laughs> eat somewhere, you now here's here's my question, Chris. Because for years, my my grandparents lived in Terre Haute. You ever so been to Cartersburg, Rob? I've been. We actually were talking about Cartersburg last night. With the so the great thing about the uh, the Cascade games is Cascade's got that old gym, right? You know, where, great gym where the literally great high school basketball it's all, gymnasium, it's phenomenal. But the parent, the patrons, the way they've got it set up to broadcast, will literally sit right up next to you because we're on a little perch, but the the perch is just right above the uh, above the where the, the patrons mm -hmm. sit. Mm -hmm. And so they have come to love us. Like, they'll go home and watch the podcast, and they'll come back and tell us where we made mistakes the, the night before. <laughs> Aren't those the best? Those are the I best love those listeners. listeners. Oh, man. So they've started talking to us, and we talked about Cartersburg last right. night. And I did not. I've got to tell you, I've been th past that Cartersburg sign 
a uh, hundred times. And, well, yeah. You, know, you didn't realize the historical significance uh, of Cartersburg? Well, I asked, I asked the population, you'll love this, I asked one of the people, I said, anybody have any idea what the population of Cartersburg is? And the one lady apparently lived there at one point, and she goes, well, uh, it was uh, it was like 400 until my family moved out. Now there's 10. <laughs> the the the, uh, the annual Cartersburg picnic at the at the picnic there is great. It's almost as good as Friendswood's picnic. Uh, Friendswood, home oh, of by the way, one Friendswood of the best golf, golf course. courses. No, close. Huh? It did. Friendswood Golf Course. Oh, R.I.P. R.I.P. That's that's no more. That's no where more. I failed to make the seventh grade golf team. Do you try to do something athletic at some point? Oh, I, Rob. I was on in track and field. I played football. Okay, time I played out. baseball. Ta- wait, 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 I was the star center of the third grade basketball team. Time out, time out, time out. Let's introduce the guests again. Uh, the We Are Libertarians crew, Chris Spangle and Greg Lenz. We may have a breaking news here that Spangle was involved in athletics at some oh, point. Oh, I, I have a – I am – listen, do not let my size fool you. I am a man of larger carriage, but I am graceful. I'm like – you've seen me in the water, Greg. I'm nimble. Like a, I'm like a baby seal. Nimble. Now you were a golfer, like a yeah. I was, golfer. Uh, so actually, I will. I'm pretty sure we played baseball together growing up because I was at that Triple Crown Academy. Oh yeah. And so like we, our paths would have had to cross oh, yeah. growing up, and then played baseball. But then it came down yeah. when I got to high school to playing um, golf. We used to play in that tournament that. out there at the Plainfield, the old Plainfield Little League, where yeah. now the Meyer is. Oh yeah. Do you remember mm. the Morgantown tournaments oh, and yes. all those? Yeah. So I'm sure our, you, you were on the great Brownsburg team. Yeah, we were. The, we were the 1996 state runner-up. We were really the first team that got that ball rolling. Yeah. Uh, we did very great. Mm-hmm. I now have the flags in my possession. I don't know if you guys saw this. I didn't. Brownsburg Little League is uh, getting ready to probably go RIP because they're doing that big development there at St. Malachi. What? And the Little League Diamonds are going to go away. And uh, you, I used to love playing that. You know me, guys. I am a thinker. I'm a forward uh, I'm a forward analyzer. I think the other day in a private chat, you told me a decision that I made was very forward-thinking relating to uh, previous relationships, <laughs> and it was very CEO-esque of it me. It was. <laughs> and Give the washers back. <laughs> so you guys know that I think ahead, and I thought, they're going to demolish this little league. And it, all those flags are literally in a boardroom, and they're like in a back room somewhere now. They used to hang up, and now there's Forgotten so many of them. Forgotten piece of history. Right, so I contacted somebody, and he said, look, I know these are going to get destroyed, and somebody's going to end up in a pile of rubble. I said, so I'd like to save these flags. So they gave me the flags, ah, the, cool. state, the state runner-up flag. So I have them. I'm cleaning them. I'm making them very nice. And then That's when awesome. When there's a new Little League facility built, uh, I shall return them. Rob Kendall, man of the community. I've given so much back. I, He's a I, preservationist. It, it, it's, it, and I hope they'd move it somewhere. Like they, it, In Plainfield, they moved them right outside the boys' school, So, which I think is kind of like torture. Like right. If you're in the boys' school, you're just watching kids your age play out on the field going <laughs> – yeah, I mean, it really, you really sit and think about your mistakes as a 12-year-old in the boys' school. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, anyway, Brownsburg, the third, uh, percentage-wise, third fastest-growing municipality in uh, in Indiana. And it just proves me right. I mean, that the tax cuts worked. I remember when well, I was out campaigning, people told me, not only will you not cut taxes, nobody cares. I said, you're wrong. I will win. I won by so much. Very, very rarely, but occasionally, you guys will get very serious about things. And mm-hmm. obviously, there's... Uh, very serious things going on in the world, and uh, first of all, I, w- I would be curious because Greg, you love the Trumpster. I love you. Love I, Trumpster. I love Donald. He is awesome. And Spangle, you do not like Trump. I uh, have never. You're warming up out of I fear of ca- having to go back, though, right? Not not fear. I just, uh, unlike the Democrats, my guy lost. Yeah. And Donald Trump has not yet taken the office of presidency. You're giving him a chance. So I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, Donald Trump's blah, blah, blah. And 
You just I, did that during the race when you were trying to topple the Republican. You made up false things about Donald uh, Trump. They weren't false, Rob. Do you, every, know, has do you every, have any idea how politics works? Has every have you ever been involved in that politics, that accused Rob? Donald Trump of something false, have they not been, like, disproven now, for the most part, all those yes. people that accused him, Greg? Right. Yeah. Because Greg? the sexual allegations that w- happened during the campaign were disproven by a Greg, pedophile help, in help, Britain. Can, yes, can that's incredible. out here? It wasn't Jimmy Seville. It was <laughs> some, some kid... Never mind. Yeah, We're not like, on our show. I like the open sources, Jimmy Seville. <laughs> uh, you guys don't believe. My point is you don't yeah. believe that Trump's in cahoots with the Russians, right? No, not at all. Because there's absolutely zero. This is just all part of the Trump derangement syndrome as coined by Reason of Reason.com, <laughs> their podcast. Like they're, some, The left is disgraceful. What, they, what, what terrified me most during the campaign I've seen a lot over my 10 to 12 years in politics, but when Donald Trump said that he wouldn't accept the results of the election, that was a terrifying moment for me because that not that that shakes the foundations of our, our republic. It goes beyond politics into delegitimizing the president of the United States. And he won, and Hillary Clinton, who called that statement horrible, has been doing exactly that. And so you have something that cannot be proven uh, D- John Podesta fell for a phishing expedition, so he thought it was a bad email and clicked a link, and somebody put some malware on his computer. Have you ever done that? Have you ever fallen for the click here? Oh gosh, yeah, really? yeah, yeah. And like and you're a computer guy within right? the last year, and you're I felt a, very no stupid. Yeah, you're, you're an IT guy. I accidentally clicked an Amazon thing, and I got I got so much spam. But uh, I, I don't like I literally don't look at email. Like, unless it's from someone I know, like, yeah. I, the exact email. Well, that was what I was thinking. I, I don't, don't get emails anything. from, like, four or five people that right. I would actually get an Even email look from. At. So, yeah. John Podesta fell for a fishing expedition. Fell for a fishing ex- Can we meme this? This yeah. is going to be a meme in waiting. And so, <laughs> he's besties with a Nigerian prince. <laughs> I was looking to get rich off of. Uh, so <laughs> he seems really legitimate. <laughs> there's literally, the, so the CIA s- came out and said, well, this is uh, typical of the Russians. It's also typical of nerds in their basement, the North Koreans, the Chinese. There's absolutely zero way to prove that John Podesta was hacked by the Russians. And frankly, if, if uh, Donald Trump's tax returns, nobody seemed to have a problem when his tax returns were quote-unquote hacked and released to the New right. York Times on the left. God Emperor was treated very, very let's, poorly. By as, the Jacob, oh, yeah. as Jacob Solom of Reason said, let's say that the Germans hacked into Donald Trump's tax returns and released those two the media, the left wouldn't have had an issue with that. There so, would have been articles on right. Salon and Slate praising them for doing their civic duty. Right. The big, the bigger issue with this, though, is that nobody wants to talk about what was in those emails. That's exactly right, because there's no, there's no defending what is in those emails. It's a complete expose. It, it exposes every crime of the Clinton corruption machine. And especially, I mean, Craig Murray, the British former British ambassador to Uzbekistan, said that he met the person that leaked it. So this wasn't a hack. This this was a leak where it was someone with internal access that handed over all of the all of the uh, communications. And there's a lot of people who believe that the uh, young DNC staffer that was murdered over the summer, Seth Rich. Seth Rich, was one of the people who leaked this information to WikiLeaks. A lot of people ended up dead around the Clintons. So there's there's oh, zero yeah. there's zero proof right. that the Russians have said it. James Clapper came out and said he's the head of the NSA, NSA. and he said that they're to Congress that there's no. Uh, there's no uh, way definitive to con- evidence. there's definitive evidence. The FBI says there's no definitive evidence that 17 agencies have all backed this up is just com- a complete falsehood. 
uh, Barack Obama won't confirm any of it. Yeah, it's, it's the equivalent of saying because all hacking takes place on computers and someone that used a computer in Russia by switching the language over, the fact that they used a computer means it was a Russian hacker. Yeah, and so but, fake news is just a way to get independent voices silenced. And you, you, I have never listened to Alex Jones until recently because I wanted to see what he oh said. Oh, boy. I've listened to Glenn Beck forever. I've listened to these independent media sources. And I see what the, ma the mainstream media, the establishment media, does to these people where they completely edit them. And now it's just a tactic to marginalize these voices on the right, like the Daily Caller, Ross, uh, the Daily Caller Red State, The Blaze. They all have standards for publishing information. They don't do anything different than Think Progress, Raw Story, or the Huffington Post on the left. They're just conservative voices, and so therefore they must be silenced. And instead of dealing with why they're wrong and dealing with why the Clintons are corrupt and dealing with what's in these emails, they just tell you to turn your brain off and say it's all fake news, it's all Russian hacks. You guys had a meme that came out. I don't know if it's accurate or not, but it said that Central Indiana Today is one of the least trusted media sources out there. Is it? I, I did some slight fake newsing of that. Of that, I've made us first, and then I, I even... It, I put Rob Kendall as the least trusted media source. It, and we are libertarians. Uh, uh, we are libertarians was the most trusted. So get your information from we are libertarians. Not occasionally, quite often actually. You guys will get picked up by legitimate media sources. Our, our right? interview with Ron Paul was picked up by uh, the Blaze, by Huffington Post, by Mediate. Um, now I remember when you got that. That was a big deal. Were you nervous when you interviewed? Uh, in, Uncle Ron? It was in 2013, yeah. I mean, and we were fairly new, and he got the time wrong, and so it was an hour delay. It was it was a cluster. But, yeah, I mean, if you listen to We Are Libertarians, you knew about ISIS first. You, you've you heard— Remember no ISIS. Right. You, you've, if you've been listening since 2012, you've heard th us discuss the evolution of ISIS. In 2013, you heard me say that Putin was a bad guy who was going to morph into— uh, uh, you know, he was trying to build the evil empire. You know, what are some other things that we've said first that if you were listening well, I mean, to I, us? I, know I was, I got hit pretty hard by some of our co-hosts. You know, I was saying basically what's going on is the Russia is going to bat, or I mean, the United States is in private telling everyone that they're going to pr help Assad. You know, ultimately that's the only decision that exists. Right. And that we can wage fake war all we want. We can talk about helping the good terrorists versus the bad terrorists. And at the end of the day, there's only one leader that's going to be capable of stability. And it was like, he gasses his own people. Like, you know what you don't understand is it creates a It's one of the issues with Assad, though, uh, that, or, or not just Assad, but all these dictators, as Trump has said this, that these guys, the, the, what's going on in the world right now, not the dictators, but, but the turmoil... Because let's face it, there's not a lot of turmoil under dictators. I mean, for the most part, no. there's order and stability as far as we are concerned. It's, we, Trump has said this, we created these this problem. We did. If you watch Vice News and their and their coverage of uh, ISIS and what's going on in Syria and Iraq, I mean, the people on Vice and in Saudi Arabia and like information leaks out, and they're like, we prefer Assad because ISIS is worse. I mean, it it's it just it's. Let's go back to the CIA. The CIA are the people who are destabilizing our country and delegitimizing the president of the United States, which it is hilarious to see the Central Intelligence Agency 
uh, try to destabilize and delegitimize a, a right US wing, election? A, a U.S. <laughs> election. But they have done that throughout the world. If you look at what happened in Benghazi, it was a CIA gun running point where they were illegally shipping weapons from the Israelis, the Egyptians, Saudi Arabia, up to the Syrian rebels who became ISIS. It is the Central Intelligence Agency, since its foundation in the 40s, that has continually destabilized places like Chile, Iran, Iraq. They funded Osama bin Laden. They funded Saddam Hussein. The Central Intelligence Agency is a, an organization built to delegitimize and destabilize governments and to lie to the world. And so when the Central Intelligence Agency comes out and says the next president of the United States is not to be trusted, I don't necessarily trust their assessment because I don't find them to be a credible, credible source of information. They're fake news. The Russian hacks. <laughs> th that's the point is they're, they're built to, to lie to the world, and sometimes yeah. that includes us. Look at, look at WMDs. Their record of coming out and saying that they are 100% certain that these are Russian hacks are the new WMDs, yeah. only for the left. It's they picked up, the, they dropped their signs, walked to the other side of the street, and the left has picked it, up the it, right. It's a, it's a total role reversal because you now, like you just said, you're, you're now helping someone else who 15 years ago said the CIA, and they were right, is wrong. They're making this up. They're doctoring information, wanted nothing to do with it. Now they're the grand master of, of all that's good again for the other side. Yeah, and the only thing, I mean, the one small difference about this all is the electoral college and the popular vote like such there's such a large discrepancy between the two now granted that doesn't change the fact because i was arguing about a friend of ours she was complaining about the popular vote i'm saying well that's like you know playing in the world chess championships and complaining that you had the highest checker score and the rules should be suspended exactly you know it's ridiculous but they're really upset about that and they find it they find trump to be not legitimate you because both are, of losing you both are very smart guys in the few minutes we've got here because tomorrow has to be the fun show so we're wrapping up this this is our serious mm -hmm. show today uh, you're very smart guys, and you interact with a lot of um, uneducated people as it yeah. relates to politics. Is it hard for you guys? It's very hard. Uh, Greg's more gracious than I am. I call people idiots. Or I love the the poorly educated. <laughs> I, I, no, <laughs> I know all the best words. Uh, yeah, it's, it's tough because, like, the Electoral College is a great example. People look at it, and they go, well, Donald Trump won the popular vote. Well, yeah, he won the or he, uh, Hillary Clinton won the popular vote. Yes, she won the popular vote of all the people that voted. But the electoral college is designed to make sure that all of the people living in the United States that are American citizens are properly represented. And Donald Trump, if you look at the map of where the red and blue counties are, Donald Trump represents the majority of America in his ideology and and the voters. And so the Electoral College did its job, and it elected the right person. And should I not have been a part of the Indiana Electoral College? I mean, who's done more for Trump and Republicans? I, well, so Indiana? you know that the, while they were counting the votes, um, the actual building got uh, stormed by protesters. Really? Where? In Pennsylvania. And so they were trying to pressure electors and create you know, a hostile environment, which is so satisfying because it yeah. is now – the candidate with the most defected electors in the history of the United States is Hillary Clinton. Well, and, absolutely. And, well, he had Ethan Manning uh, from Miami County who who uh, voted on the show the other day, and I was just thinking, 
Why didn't I get to do this? No one made was more for, for Trump than me. Because the electors— and I would have been a great ambassador. I would have been so great. I, I don't know how— yes. I would have engaged the protesters. It would have been wonderful. <laughs> they, they would have loved you. The, you know what I would have done? And I said this seriously, and I would have meant it, too. I would have come out and said, you know, I think maybe I could be swayed. And just watch the national firestorm. And then, like, like the, the day before, I come out and go, ah, I was just kidding. Thanks for the attention. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've been an elector before for the Libertarian Party, and the the electors from every party, if you look at the Republican elector list from Indiana, it's all deep political insiders. It's people who have deep influence in every political party. And the Republican Party is a top-down party where it's more control from the top, where the Democrats are more of a coalition party. It's not surprising that no Republicans really defected and that more Democrats defected because they're more unruly as a party. Would it not have been the greatest heel turn of all time if I had been a, an elector and then defected to Hillary Clinton? I mean, the Trump guy defects Hillary Clinton at the election. That would have been would an Vince act McMahon, of war. Would Vince McMahon not have eaten that up and said, let's sign that guy? This is a guy that we need. <laughs> he, he's the kind of forward thinker the WWE needs. It's interesting, though, that Linda McMahon gets picked. I'm very excited. That's the, and she's going to be a wonderful uh, small business uh, administration. Yeah, head. she grew a small business into a mega multi-corporation. And, I mean, the backlash to her was incredible. Yeah. I mean... Uh, it, it has been nothing but outright just crucifixion of most of his picks, and it's totally unjustified. All right, so that is going to wrap it up for today's show. Chris and Greg are going to be back with us tomorrow night. Now, uh, I'm going to do this, and station management may make me cut it out, but I don't think so because they like me. They like what I do. You can hear me, tw you can hear me twice tomorrow. Tomorrow, Friday oh, night. Boy. You, can hear me, you can hear me twice. You can hear me at 6 on WIBC. And then you can hear me at 7 with you guys. So uh, it's like when Rick Rude showed up on Monday Night Raw and Nitro. On the oh, same night. those like, were the days. Yep. So anyway, uh, if you're listening on air, uh, we want to thank you for joining us today. Don't forget, you can check out a podcast of anything you've heard right here today. Anytime you want. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. Uh, just search Central Indiana today. Download the show right to your smartphone or tablet. If you're listening on the podcast, you're going to listen on the podcast. Stick around. We've got a second part of our podcast coming up in just a moment with uh, former MC for the Indianapolis Indians, the wonderful Shay Smock. She She's great. Very, very entertaining. Uh, maybe not as entertaining as you guys, but very, but close. Uh, not nearly as good looking either. Well, that's true. So thank you for joining us today. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. A podcast of Central Indiana Today is now available on SoundCloud or iTunes. Made possible by Figment 2 McDonald's. Figment 2 McDonald's has locations in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street next to Ben Davis High School. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of WYRZ 98.9 and Community Radio. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317 286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency 
or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a member of the Farmers Insurance Group. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. This is Donald James of Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth is a not-for-profit mentoring organization providing mentoring services to the children of Hendricks County. We pair mentors ages 16 and older with youth in Hendricks County. Over the past five years, we have been able to impact over 120 children through our mentoring and tutoring programs. Information about becoming a mentor or finding a mentor for a child can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. Well, we're giving so we're giving a new shot on the podcast here today. Something new. People said we need more of you, and I said you people are crazy. You're insane, but I'll I'll make it a go. So this is our we're starting something new. It's the podcast only feature, and uh, with me to help, I'm going to parade a cast of characters in here. But I thought, who could I get for the first one? The lovely Shay Smock. She's the former MC for the Indians. Um, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Finals are over. I'm in relaxation mode. How are you? I am great. Um, okay, so uh, it's Christmas season, and this is... Uh, what do you do for Christmas? Well, we have family usually over the Saturday before Christmas, the Smock family, and that got canceled because of that weather, so okay. we moved it now to Christmas Eve. will be very packed. Scoot up just a little bit for oh. me. Thank you. That's and then the... on Christmas Day, the Robinson side comes over. Oh, that's interesting. Now, do you have one side of your family that you like better than the other? I definitely don't. Really? It's a tie? In it's... case somebody hears this? <laughs> Yes. Well, actually, my mom's side, we were just all very, very close because her, she lost her mom when they were young. Okay. So she, my mom has kind of been the mom to everyone. Oh, excellent. And then on my dad's side, it was just always a little bit different because everyone got married so young and had their own kids that on Christmas Day, they were all together. Whereas until I was 15, I was the only child on my mom's side. Oh, interesting. So, yes, I got to have all of the attention and all the presents and everyone had to show up at 6 a.m. for me to open them. That's very exciting. So <laughs> um, as an only child, it was like extra for you. Oh, way extra. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. So Christmas for you was great, right? As an as an only child. Oh yes, it was great for me too because I was an only child. That's we we have that only child thing. Just spoiled rotten. Now, did you get lots of presents? Yes. Yeah. A lot. Even though we were so poor, <laughs> I don't they, know how went, they pulled it off. But it, yes, I remember having just tons of presents. In my house, like I only had one side of the family that I ever dealt with. Mm. So like they made up for both sides of the family. So I really felt like I got the upon further review. The best of both worlds, because I didn't have to go to multiple Christmases, mm -hmm. but I got the presents to make up for multiple ah. Christmases. Do you remember, do you have a favorite gift? Oh, I got a Barbie dream house one year, a Barbie car one time, metal detectors a couple of years That's, ago. No, that wait was a second. Now, tell me, now, I want to go into this real quick, because we were talking the other day, and you talk about this on the floor, you're really into metal detectors. I really love it. Now, they would not think that someone of your, you know, you were the... the uh, 
MC for the Indians. You're, you could have been a great news anchor. You do not strike me as the type of person who would be into metal detectors. Right. How did you get into metal detectors? Well, I'm, I'm bringing them back. They're going to be sexy soon. You so. have them. You have them in your trunk, <laughs> I have right? two of them in my trunk right now. You carry metal is, detectors. Well, or... you never know when you're going to need to find something, Rob. I mean, what if this is getting a little loose? If I dropped it? <gasps> now, you're pointing to your just... very nice ring yes, there. Yes, this was my grandmother's ring. It looks real. It is real. It yeah. was her 40th anniversary ring. That's so exciting. She died, and this is what I. Okay. Yes. So, and your watch looks very real too, and nice. It's yeah. It's I mean, it's real Michael Kors. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> um. So you actually carry a metal detector around with you at all times. Well, I have two. I carry with me at all times, and also a pinpointer. Okay. So let's start with why there are two metal detectors. <laughs> well, I need one to go underwater, and it can also do kind of all terrain. And then the other one is better for gold specifically. So if like I knew somebody dropped something that was gold and I was helping them find it, I'd use that one. So are you a planner? Are you a planner person? Because that seems like a person that has an obsession with planning. I, I like a good plan. I have more fun if it was planned because to have be, fun. Because my girlfriend is really a planning person, but even she would not say, well, if I'm with a friend who dropped something metal, I would need a metal detector. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering, did that happen to you at one point? No, or? that's not the interest. That's the excuse to have them with me all the time okay. is they have a usefulness. Okay, so uh, I really had to sell this to my dad for it to be my Christmas gift because they're expensive. <laughs> let's start at the beginning of when you became fascinated with the metal detector. Shall all we? my life, I've always wanted to, I mean, just think of what could be on those beaches. Gold, buried treasure. I was a weird kid. Being an only child on a farm, I would walk through the fields and I would collect treasure. Okay. Which was like pieces of like broken you would find pots, things. Yeah, yes, right, right. arrowheads. And one time I found a franc from okay. France. Which I like, a, like a French piece of currency. Yes. Okay. Was, I was so I was hooked from then on and I always would go find trash and keep it. <laughs> and so you got a collection of trash. A collection of trash. And I still do. I've never found anything that wouldn't be called trash except some quarters with my metal detectors. And okay. it's fun every time. So, but at some point you were like, I need a metal detector. Yes, I always wanted one. Okay, what do you remember what age you were when you said I need the metal detector? Oh, when I realized that I could actually have them, I thought they were like a car. I thought they were so expensive. Oh, really? You had to be a professional metal detectorist right. to have one. Okay. Uh, so about eight, I think so I wanted you, one. Okay. And then it came to fruition about three years ago. Okay, what's a metal detector run? I mean, they vary. You can buy a cheap one for like a hundred bucks, but then the Does really it work? I've never used a really cheap one. Okay, you only have nice metal detectors. Nice ones, okay, yeah. so if you're uh, gonna do it, do it right. Give us a ballpark. <laughs> like, what does your uh, what does your metal detector run? I think that generally they're two fifty to seven fifty, but they have such good deals on them where it's like buy one get one free. Oh, this is like you have a BOGO with the metal detectors. Right. Now, why would you need two metal detectors? They do detectors? different things. I okay. mean, sometimes you don't want to have to wear headphones. Right. I have to wear headphones on one of them that's just constant oh, off and on. Oh, I see. And okay. And others are just loud. And sometimes they'll tell you what they think it is. And right. other ones, it gives you more power over like, do, oh, wow. do I want to dig up the trash? And I always do. Or do I want to ignore that because it says it's trash? So you literally, you live in Bloomington most of the time. I live there right now, yes. Um, you literally just wake up and go... I'm going out with my metal detector. It's like walking a dog. I did use it to try and find my key unsuccessfully that I dropped. That's the only time I've used it in Bloomington. So it didn't even work? No, because I didn't know where I lost it. Had I known where it was, I would have found it. <laughs> but okay. trying to retrace four miles with the metal detector didn't work. <laughs> okay, so you literally just, you go places like you went on vacation. You went to yes, Florida. I used it in Florida. You took it with I used you to it Florida. on our farm because there's only certain places where you can legally use them. Oh, there's laws. Oh, the laws are so interesting about no metal kidding. detecting. Metal 
metal detectors. There are lots of public parks and stuff. Like, yes, you can use the metal detector if you want. You can't dig anything up, though. So you're just walking around with it. Do you go to public parks a lot with your no, metal detector? No, that's so annoying. I, the whole point is digging it up. But using it in public parks in Florida beaches, um, there are some that you can, some that you can't. But mostly you can't. So you like the idea of the metal detector then, right? Because you've never found anything really of value? Right. It's not about what I find. It's about there was something down there that no one knew was there. Right. Okay, so again, our guest is uh, Shay Smock. Um, we're talking about metal detectors. I didn't think we were going to do this, but this is very interesting <laughs> to me. Um, now, like, at what point in a relationship would you break out, I love metal detectors? Like, how does that even come up? I'm curious. I'm not sure it ever has. Oh, it never did. You, you're revealing to our audience, but you yeah. never... Because you've dated, we won't mention any names, but you've dated some some fairly uh, well-off, well-known people, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm weird. And yeah. people who date me know that, so this okay. would be no surprise to them. So that would not be a weird thing <laughs> no. if you were to say, hey, honey, I'm going to get my metal detector. No. Okay. Um, what, uh, like, do you get stares when you've got the metal detector? Yes, but it was really, it's really amusing when I have my bikini on and I'm doing it, because usually they, it's all, it's every metal detector person I walk by is some 80-year-old retired person. So there are people, there are metal detector people. Oh, yeah. And this then... Is, like, you, let's say you go to the park, there's other people with the metal detectors? Yes. Oh, this is fascinating. Well, because everyone knows the best time is like really early in the morning. Is there a reason for that? Yeah, because that's when, well, see, people who want to do it to like make money off of it, they go really early in the morning because that's when you can find people's gold jewelry they dropped. Oh, I, I don't want to do that. I would feel very bad about you finding somebody's jewelry. You feel bad about jewelry. confiscating someone's mm, gold jewelry. I would jewelry. need to like try and find the owner. and oh. You do have a duty to try to do that. Right. I want to find like old stuff. Right. And that too, you have to go early in the morning though because everyone else is there early in the morning finding the stuff that whatever brought in. Right. That's you've got, you've got to be there too. This really is really, really very interesting. I watched a program last year on the History Channel. It was called Hunting Hitler. Yes. And it was about, uh, tr they believe, these people believe Hitler escaped from the bunker. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And their whole thing is they're going to prove it. And so they went to these areas and they would have the metal detectors out. And I'm curious, like, is that legit or are they just making it up to, to make me feel bad? Or could that metal detector, like, actually find that stuff they were digging for? It would definitely, it would find anything metal. That's interesting. So if you're looking for something like people are like, oh, don't you find arrowheads? No, because that's not metal. Okay. Um, but you but feel, your show. You're pretty passionate about this. Like, you were very enthusiastic <laughs> that if someone thought an arrowhead would be found by a metal <laughs> detector. Idiots. No. Is there, like, a society? Is there a, uh, do you, is there, like, a group? We're, we're very quiet about it. It's a pretty closed <laughs> network. There are some feeds you could go to online, and that is how I found Gary, because my favorite show is on right before that, right. Uh, The Curse of Oak Island. Right. And Gary was on it with his metal detector. They hired him to come on and try and find stuff. He found a bunch of stuff on Oak Island that they didn't show. So I just started Googling and was like, I saw you on the show, and I have metal detectors. Would you give me a lesson? Immediately back, he said yes, and the next week went down to Florida and got a lesson from him. Okay, so <laughs> this is interesting because you actually, like wrote to somebody that was on a show you saw. Yes. Now, I do this quite a bit to get guests on the show, so we've begun to branch out, and I will talk to celebrities and things like that, and I really have to put a big sales pitch on about, I'm going to give you free promotion, I'm a big <laughs> fan of yours, you'll have all these people in Indianapolis listening. It takes some work for me to get people... What did you do? Like, and did you just send him a picture of yourself and go, I'm an amateur metal detector hunter? What, how do you get the response? What's um, your trick? He gives lessons, so I just paid him. Oh, you, oh, so there was a currency exchange. <laughs> yes, but I did get a full day for the price of a half day. Oh, that's exciting. Got a good, yeah, he did like me, so I got a discount oh, there. Okay, so take me through what, like, I get baseball camp. You go to baseball camp, so you got to throw the ball or yes. uh, football camp. What, what? 
what lessons you turn there there's tricks to the metal detector yes we did a whole lot of just walking and making sure you don't miss anything because he said he loved going behind amateurs and picking up a bunch of stuff they missed because okay. they'll miss like three feet Wait, now this seems pretty simple right you turn the thing on you walk over oh, it's not no, no it's difficult no. and people always do it wrong because they think if they hurt it then they can just sit it on top of it and it'll go louder and it's like you have to move a metal detector for it to detect anything if it's not moving it's not working so this is a workout then for you yeah it is a little bit Back i, I Luckily, I can do both arms. Okay, so you have two metal Go detectors going at, no. <laughs> going at any one time. They would set each other off. Now, you mentioned uh, the, uh, and this is perfect. See, I didn't even know we were going to do this. This is the exact sort of thing I want this portion of the show to uh, to be about. Um, you have two metal detectors. Mm-hmm. One goes underwater. Yes. Do you use, do you go underwater a lot? Not a lot. I mean, I'm not in the. I'm not in Florida a lot. But right. when I'm there, that's the one I use. Okay. So did you 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 just went on a trip to Florida, right? Yeah. I, yet, did, I didn't take them to South you, Beach. I thought that would be a little too embarrassing. Even so, there is a limit. Yeah, there is a limit. But actually, had I been able to bring two huge bags, right. I would have brought them. But it's always a little risky because, like, I wanted to bring it, but then you, when you're in the stand, you really need this huge bucket thing, right? Or you can't dig. And so then I would just be fine, like, you know, hearing buzzes and never getting to it without my big sifter. So Could you be with someone that does not share your love of the metal detector? (laughs) I've never met anyone who shares my love of the metal detector aside from Carrie. (laughs) Added bonus. So, and it's probably nice to have something to do by yourself, right? Yeah, it is more of a solitary type of thing. And you're a very solitary person, right? Yeah, and I would be a little ticked off if they just found something that I should have found. (laughs) Okay, perfect. So you don't want to share it with anybody? (laughs) Not really, no. (laughs) They could just bring me snacks. God, that's so interesting. (laughs) So like when you were the MC for the Indians, you were into the metal detector Mm -hmm. thing. (laughs) <laughs> Did you ever share that with anyone for the Indians, like Max or Cal or... No, it never came up. Never? Anything? <laughs> they, never, they didn't have the skills that you have. <laughs> yeah. See, that's just... I And I pride that out of you in like two minutes. Um because I'd be curious, like, if I worked with, because I worked for the Indians, we did not work together, and we were in separate things, but I would be, I always like to talk to people like, um, like, what do you do for fun? Like, I'd like to know what my coworkers do for fun. Mm-hmm. Um Nobody ever was like, what do you do for fun? That never never came up? No. Okay, interesting. Mm-mm. Well, you just shared it with the world. And you better believe on our promo for this, <laughs> I am going to let everybody know uh, that this is why they should be listening. Um, <laughs> because you're going to talk to us about the metal detector. All right. Uh, and again, this is something new we're doing for the podcast only. We're adding a an extra segment to the end. I've come up with a very, very exclusive group of people that have agreed to help <laughs> me uh, on this. And uh, Shay, the the lovely and talented Shay Smog, now now does a fabulous uh, blog for law school students. Tell mm-hmm. us about that. It's a podcast called Law School Revealed, and it's about what it's like to be a first year student. Now I'm a second year, so the whole first season's done. Then the next season will be about new law and technology, innovation, and law. I made it into one of these blogs, didn't I? Yes. Yeah, it was you very did. exciting. Your I'm picture is in the YouTube so version. Exciting. Hopefully, it was a good picture. It was a good picture. I've seen it. It's a great picture. Uh, um, uh, okay, so you went to Florida a couple days ago, like in the middle of your finals. You just uh, said, yes. that's it, I'm going to Florida. I would had enough. Um, <laughs> was that planned? It was sort of planned. They told me back in October, hey, can you come these dates to South Beach? And it's like, that's right in the middle of finals. But actually, I do have a Friday and then Wednesday, so there's a lot of time in between there. And then when, you know, Allegiant Air, are you familiar with that? I've heard of them. Oh my gosh, it's an LLC, which I was a little nervous about. It's not a corporation. Right. But you, want, you do not want to... Oh, wait, what's, so time out. This is a lawyer speaking. Yes. You're you're nervous about an LLC. Uh, just mostly 
once you get to a certain level of size, like even our farm, you switch to a corporation. It just makes sense. For tax purposes. Tax, well, yeah. And it, I'm, I'm not 100% sure why they're still an LLC, except that that's a cost-cutting measure. Right. And from what I could tell, where they cut corners made sense because they didn't have ridiculous, you know, uniforms for right. people. The people were kind of laid back that worked there. They hooked me up and got me a nice seat, but then they charge you for every little thing. Right. So but there's my, really there's so there's two strategies yeah. in terms of flying. Right. There's like you can take the air, airline where it's all included, the price is mm-hmm. more. You can take the cheaper airline, but you're going to get nickel and dime. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so it was only 125 dollars to fly to Fort Lauderdale round well, trip. Wow. So I said, well. That's amazing. Hotel was already taken care of. I was like, well, then I, this sounds like I have to go. That's very exciting. <laughs> um, so you got, so for 125 bucks, you could fly down there. Are you cognizant when you're on the airplane, don't touch anything, don't order anything, don't, no. no. But it was a two-hour flight. I wasn't that. Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> a lot of people, that's like the flying experience is a really big, oh, no. big deal, no? No. I've flown a lot. Living in Florida and coming here, a lot of little I, I am petrified of flying. You're kind of a baby. About I am. That. <laughs> I'm petrified of flying. I know you think you give up control, but let me tell yeah. you, you don't really have control I'm over a control anything freak. I don't ever. Know if, I don't, anyway, <laughs> so you need to just let go of that. I don't. You know, everybody who knows this will shock them that I am very into having control of everything <laughs> I do, and I am very worried about flying because I feel like if I'm in a car, like I used to uh, drive. Uh, halfway across the country every two weeks uh, to the Atlantic Ocean. You mm-hmm. were right where you were. Yeah. Not not the same state, but... Uh, and, and I was much more comfortable doing a 12-hour drive uh, through Than Tennessee. a two-hour flight. Yeah, because I just was very worried. <laughs> Even though, statistically, I was putting myself in immense danger mm-hmm. by doing that, I felt like if the car is coming at me or a tire or a truck, that at least I have some manageable control over what my own destiny. Uh, I think that maybe sometimes it's, there's a relief in giving up that control. Like, well, this is my destiny yeah. versus had I just turned that a little bit faster, right. I wouldn't have gotten in that accident. And I'd really be nervous that I'd go down on a, like, I wouldn't go down with someone like you sitting next to me. It'd be some idiot that <laughs> I've been. Someone really going crazy. Right. You know, some person that's annoyed me or kicked me the whole time or whatever. You know, I would not get. I think you'd forgive them in that moment. Well, yeah, I just, I just, <laughs> So there's just nothing more terrifying for me, though, than the idea of a plunge, you know? I mean, can you imagine the plunge? Like a, kind of sounds like a ride. Yeah. Like going, and I like going on rides. You're a ride person? (laughs) See, I have recently mastered the Ferris wheel. Uh Ferris wheels are scary, though. So you think the Ferris wheels are scary? More scary, yeah. I did some ride uh, this year at the uh, 4th of July Carnival in Brownsburg. And it was something that turned upside down, and it was just a total nightmare. And my girlfriend loves rides, and she was having a great time. And, of course, I can't look like I'm petrified (laughs) um, because uh, that would make me look very bad. So Mm -hmm. I had to pretend like I was having a good time. (laughs) Then I felt like I got even because we got on that ride that it's uh, it's not very high up, but the thing goes around and around and around. There are little seats you sit in. Yes. uh, It's like a tilt away. Yeah. And (laughs) she hated that, and I loved it. So I felt like the fact that I was standing up straight was really really good there towards the end. But, yes, I'm petrified of flying, and I admire people who just get on a plane, you know, with no – no recourse what you know no, I like it yeah mm-hmm. have you ever met interesting people on a plane yes lots. Really? I mean I usually end up sitting next to somebody who's pretty cool and wants to do chat. you start talking to people no I never start okay. I would they prefer to read to and you. have everyone leave me alone oh, but would, if you... people talk to me then I make the best so I'm curious <laughs> do you get like dressed up when you go on a plane it really depends on what 
the adventure is going to be. Because if I have like a two-hour layover, right. I'm probably wearing some really nasty-looking clothes. Right. Especially if it's somewhere where I think I'm going to have to sprint to my next flight. But if I have nice, no layover kind of, then I wouldn't say I'd dress up, but I'd dress like a normal Shay. Right. Okay. Because, <laughs> you know, I, had a, I have a friend who's a flight attendant, and I asked her uh, over the years, I said, you know, have you ever, have you ever met anybody that you went on a date with on the plane she said i met one person it was a disaster he seemed like a very nice guy mm-hmm. then i went on a date with him and it was just a disaster so no i have a a no passenger policy when it comes to the planes have you ever ended up going out with someone you met on an airplane a few people have asked me out on an airplane and i said yes and then never. did you give them a fake number i have given a few people fake you've numbers, given the fake definite. phone number oh yes really it's so easy to do because your phones have to be off so they can't even check oh, the so the airplane oh my gosh so that's uh <laughs> that's really interesting i've never i've never uh, thought about that so you, how do you when you give the fake phone number you do you do it with a straight face yeah oh, i had no problem with that that was a cop-out though when i was younger now i just say i'm not interested thanks <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. that's really so you just are direct with the right, person I just say no <laughs> is that awkward like if you're on a flight you have to say that to someone because then you've got to stand by them, right? Uh, or sit well, by them. They never ask till the end because they're so terrified. Oh, really? So they always wait till they're that way. They're expecting me to say no, obviously. Right. <laughs> right. So, so the, yeah, see, and I've never understood this, like talking to someone that you expect to turn you down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I feel like I could size it up pretty fast. <laughs> of course, I'm not now because I have the very lovely Haley, uh, Haley but yes, I used to good. be pretty good about at least getting a date to be able to blow it. Um, ah. But, uh, are you a pretty giving person, like chance person? Like you give people, you give people a chance. You're, I'm on the no. fence with it. No, I know immediately. Really? If, yes. <laughs> one, one's like instantly. No, yeah. this guy's on the fence. Maybe okay. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Again, if you're listening, this is something new we're trying today, and I, 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 I'm liking it. I think this is going to be great. We're going to have a cast of characters. The guys from We Are Libertarians have agreed to help out. We're going to add a second part to the pod to the show it's going to be podcast only get a chance to talk about some things we don't get an opportunity to talk about on the program because the program is nuts and bolts it's mm-hmm. this person comes in we interview them and that's that's really great but you know I want to branch out and uh I got a I got a promotion of sorts I don't know if you heard about this oh what? WIBC called Ooh. and so I'm going to be filling in uh what'll be tomorrow the 23rd 26th, 27th, 29th, and 30th from 6 to 7 p.m. Sounds like an audition. I, 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 we love the IBC guys. Term. They're mm-hmm. great. I say it's always a, it's like the holy mecca of Indianapolis <laughs> radio. Like, I love uh, it. Yeah, I love it's talk great. radio. And I'm getting a parking pass. That's my <gasps> favorite part. Ooh, that is important. That's the only thing that really concerns me. They asked me. Okay. I went through the whole thing. They said, we'd like to have you come in and do this. I said, that'd be great. We love IBC. They said, you have any questions? I said, do uh, do I get a parking pass? I said, yes, absolutely. So we get a parking. That's like gold. I mean, a parking pass downtown is, <laughs> it's invaluable. Well, congratulations Thank on you. that parking pass. Thank you pass. very much. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm very, very excited about the parking pass and a key to the building, but I'm more excited about the parking pass because, um, I mean, like I said, and it's in a, it's in a garage. You have to park outside. Ooh. Because I've been keeping track of my gas mileage on my car mm-hmm. lately. Oh, there's an app for that. Is it? Yes, where you can tell it this is personal or this is business, and it'll keep track for you. Cause no most kidding. Pe- most people definitely underestimate your miles, even though everyone thinks they're overestimating. Right. Usually you're not. Well, I got uh, a couple of years ago, I got a new car. It was, an, it was a used car, but it was a new car. Um, people are very impressed that I drive a Lexus. I tell them <laughs> I drive a Lexus because it had the wrong price on it at the dealership. <laughs> Severely wrong price. Like, not even close wrong price. Like, the blood fell out of the salesman's face when I showed him what it was marked for on the internet, and they had to... Uh, they had to honor it. Uh, and it so wasn't a lemon. It was not. It was great. Oh, that's car awesome. car runs great. I'm 
disappointed in the gas mileage, though, mm-hmm. because the Lexus is a very high-powered mm-hmm. automobile. I am a great fiscal conservative. The car I had before that got like 40 miles to the gallon. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably very unsafe, especially driving across the country in it. <laughs> but uh, this car, this Lexus, is great. It's like, you know, just it's... I mean, it's an awesome, awesome car, but I was noticing the last couple of days when I've been driving, when I've been outside, when it's winter, it gets a lot worse gas mileage than when it's uh, hmm. than when it's in the summertime. So I'm being very cognizant of that right now. Using too much heat. I guess. I don't know. What do you keep your car at? I, toasty. Really? Yeah. I'm at, I'm at a 68 to 70. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm more like 78. Oh, wow. So yes. you're big time. But I want to take off my coat. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. No, I'm... I'm totally content to suffer and be miserable (laughs) because I at the end of the here's how I've always looked at it like um I always look at it like at the end of this trip will I really care whether I was a little bit cold or or fine no No, but all that matters is the now are you comfortable true (laughs) you're torturing yourself fascinates me it's really very interesting so this was our first one Shay is going to be with us tomorrow too for the Christmas Eve Eve episode Yay. we've got some very exciting things to talk about so how did we do I think we did okay right I mean I think we're just very interesting I, so. I think we're great and so uh, this is something we're going to try to start doing on a regular basis I'm hoping everybody keeps showing up that's my biggest mm. concern is that after a while people will be like eh, I don't want to hang out with Rob if anymore. not then you can talk about how horrible they are that's, that's true and be like that's, that's what happens if you don't show up dear you to the audience like slamming the people who volunteer to show up to your show and uh, and help you out so we will see you tomorrow on another uh, podcast of central indiana today